today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. It is 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson. Willers come back at the station, keeping the Scott Thompson home show between the pipes as uh, we roll into week number 56. Uh, feel free to jump into the conversation. Love to hear from you through the website. Send us a note, Scott Thompson at 900CHML.com. All right, uh, we certainly know how much uh, this global pandemic has uh, just literally brought the travel industry to its knees, as well as hospitality. Uh, anything to do with air travel, whether it's hotels, uh, booking agents, uh, airlines themselves, all uh, feeling the uh, incredible pinch of a global pandemic. And many wondering uh, if Ottawa was going to help Air Canada in any way. And that has been announced as Ottawa's uh, financial relief, uh, relief deal for Air Canada has been announced. And uh, I guess we own a piece of it now. Uh, let's bring in Michael Mangiris, professor at the Ted Rogers School of Management with Ryerson University and is with us now. Michael, thank you for the time. I hope you're well. I am. Thank you, Scott. Hello. Good afternoon. So tell us about this deal. Your opinion, is this good or bad for Canada? I think it's good. I, I like uh, the way that the uh, government has structured the deal um, off the top because it's not just grant money. In other words, the government just, uh, in essence, giving the money to Air Canada. It's actually, in a sense, um, a bit of an investment, as you just mentioned, where the government's going to take an equity position, a small equity position, but, in all, but it also frees up money. Um, to allow Air Canada to get through the remainder of this pandemic to get to a spot, you know, where they can start generating revenue on their own. And it forces the company to pay that money back when it can. And I think that that's good. That's good for Canadians. It doesn't mean the taxpayers are going to lose their money. So what does this mean for the immediate future, long-term future? I mean, many have said that this industry will bounce back like gangbusters. Others are saying it may take some time. Um, uh, how long do you think this uh, marriage will last? Well, I think uh, I'm in the in the group that thinks it's going to take a little bit of time. I don't think it'll be uh, like a super long time. I believe that the, the travel industry will bounce back probably end of this year, more likely beginning of next year. And, of course, it all depends on how successful we are at, at fighting COVID-19. But with the assumption that we're going to do it you know, quite well with vaccinations, et cetera, I, I think that that's the most likely thing that will happen. Um and, and I think then we have to make sure that our national airline uh, is in a position to take advantage of that. And that's what this uh, this deal does. It, it immediately has an effect on uh, the passengers, so those people who have booked tickets. But unfortunately, those tickets haven't been realized because flights are canceled or because of travel restrictions. So now some of that money goes to refund those passengers. So that's good news. It also goes to reestablishing um, some routes. Flight paths or flight routes that were cancelled, um, you know, to parts of Canada that were not highly profitable. So specifically, some examples are Bathurst and Fredericton out in New Brunswick, uh, Yellowknife, Kamloops, and Gander, Newfoundland of all places. You, know, you think of how mm. Gander opened their hearts, yeah. you know, back in 9/11 to everybody, and yet they were cancelled. So it, it has an, an immediate effect to help service those those areas as well. So again, I think that's good news. So there's a couple of different uh, uh, issues to this. As you said, a loan and then uh, a 6% uh, purchase, I guess. When w- does this last for uh, till we're out of the pandemic and th- this will be sold off, everything will be paid back? Uh, how does this work after we get out of the other end of this? Well, again, it, it everything has a risk. So the government has loaned money to Air Canada, and that's an unsecured loan. So there is some risk. Air Canada has bought, or sorry, the government has bought equity in Air Canada. And anytime you buy equity, there's always some risk. But I think 
those risks are relatively low. And I think when when um, the industry itself starts to um, you know re-energize in terms of economic activity, as I said, very likely next year, I think you'll start to see, certainly you'll see uh, components of the loan being paid back more immediately. And then I think the government will decide whether it's next year or the year following, um, they'll decide at that point to sell their stake, sell their equity uh, out on the private uh, market to the, com- to the sorry, to uh, uh, private investors. And by doing so, they have a greater chance of actually earning money. In other words, paying more for the equity than they've actually, uh, sorry, getting more for the equity than they actually yeah. paid. And so I think that that's, uh, that's really good for the government. Yeah, hopefully buying low and selling high here. That's what we all uh, try to do when we're buying. Exactly. Uh, so what, again, you, you touched on this, the passengers that uh, were involved in canceled flights, that we know there was lots of discussion over them getting their money back and such, and, and uh, Air Canada not being in a position to do that. Obviously, that changes now. So is it safe to say that all passengers who, who had some sort of cancellation issue as a result of COVID-19 will be refunded? As of February of last year, so anybody who bought a ticket February of last year or um, or later, and that ticket uh, was not honored, whether or not the passenger canceled the ticket or Air Canada canceled the ticket, the customers are now eligible for a refund through this particular bailout package, and so and so that's good. That's good for the customers of Air Canada. But another part of this package that's very good is it also gives money to Air Canada to continue on with the purchase of some jets. They've got a, a purchase plan of um, 33 jets um, from Airbus and 40 more jets from Boeing. And they're now able to continue with that investment because they need to ensure that they modernize their fleet and that that's ready, you know, at the end of this pandemic, if you wish, when the economic activity kicks back in. So now they can continue on to do that. So good for Air Canada, good for their Air Canada customers, good for Air Canada suppliers. What about other airlines? What about WestJet? Well, I think WestJet is is very likely next in line to now negotiate or to work out a plan with the federal government. I think the the Air Canada package is probably a model, and now they'll turn their attentions to WestJet. WestJet has been refunding. They made announcements related to uh, passenger refunds last October. Um, So they have been, to some extent, doing that, and I think now the federal government will, will offer some help to them as well, because they're they're a large, um, you know, national airline as well, uh, and we need competition in that space, and the government recognizes that. Um, Sunwing and some of the other private um, or, or smaller uh, airlines will also, I think, benefit from this in time, but I think the government, you know, will start with Air Canada, go to WestJet, and then move on from there. Uh, was WestJet or the other airlines hit as hard as Air Canada, or are we just to assume they're all down, they were all hit hard? I think we have to say that they're all hit hard. I mean, the number that I've seen is uh, passenger loads uh, from, you know, the peak just before the pandemic hit have dropped 90%. That's an enormous number for any industry to lose 90% of your customer revenue. Um, so that's not to one particular airline. That's to all of them. For, you know, Porter has shut, shut down completely and has just recently yeah. announced a delay in startup again because of the pandemic. So that's another example of an airline severely hit by this. So I, I think the government themselves recognizes it. We all live you know, very far apart here in Canada, and we need that connection through air travel. Um, and, and the government is now coming forward, I think in a smart way, as I said earlier, by, by almost acting like a business in terms of loaning money and buying equity 
to help these companies out. Were other airlines better positioned to uh, to endure this than Air Canada? Air Canada just being bigger, more routes, all of that stuff. Uh, it's going to take a harder hit. Or were some just managed better through this? Probably a combination of both. Um, part of Air, Air Canada's mandate, don't forget, is to actually service areas of Canada that are not necessarily profitable. And that's to ensure that we get service to these areas. And some of those routes I just mentioned a moment ago reflect that. Um, where some of the more privately run firms that we could argue are managed um, perhaps better, they don't have that restriction placed on them. So they can, you know, if they find a route that they feel is not earning the profit level they want, they'll simply cancel it. Mm -hmm. It can be a very profit-motivated decision. And Air Canada doesn't operate that way. And, And I think that's why it, first of all, exists and it has the size it has. And I think also that's another reason why the government decided to, to negotiate with them first. Uh, obviously, we're hearing uh, information coming out of the Center for Disease Control in the United States and what they can do and, and so on once they have been fully uh, vaccinated twice, air travel, one of those things. When do you think we will see Canada be in that position where uh, all of a sudden these airlines will start doing better? Hmm. That's, of course, the magical question. Um, I'll I'll put my neck out a little bit here and say I really do believe that our our Canadian economy as a whole is going to start to re-energize in the latter part of this year. And I think that's when we'll start to see more air travel happening. Probably it'll it'll start more with business travel as people are fully vaccinated and then are sort of required to travel for their business in some capacity. Because I still think that even though we're fully fully vaccinated, many of us may not feel comfortable traveling by air. And so that might be a delay sort of for the tourist, if you wish. Um, so if the, if the prime minister is talking about every, having everybody vaccinated, uh, fully vaccinated by the, you know, say the fall, uh, by September and such, uh, will we see a jump back for that winter travel season, do you think? Um, I'll see. I, I agree. I think we'll see an increase for sure. I don't know that it'll be significant. I think we'll see an increase certainly around the Christmas time and skiers and, and travelers of that nature wanting to go south. But I think that um, that won't really truly ramp up and we won't truly feel comfortable until the early part of next year. And that's when we'll really start to see the numbers grow. And obviously a lot of this hinging on the borders reopening as well, certainly by and land. Course, and, of, and of course, our success overall in fighting the pandemic. So, uh, you know, you talked about Air Canada and and obviously being the bigger, but also Porter, some of these really small airlines. How are they going to survive this? Some of them won't. Um, there's some discount airlines, particularly out west, that were offering uh, fares of $75 to go from Toronto to Calgary, for example. Um, mm. Or they'd fly out of Hamilton and go to Edmonton. And they're going to struggle um, to make it through to the timelines you and I just discussed. Uh, so we're going to see some of them simply not make it. But I think the the uh, companies like Porter, WestJet, uh, Sunwing, Transat, they're very well managed, and, and they have been very efficient in the way that they've operated before the pandemic. And it, they made decisions early, you know, in terms of layoffs. It was unfortunate, but they were smart from a business perspective to do so. I do believe also that they're going to negotiate some type of package with the federal government as well that will get them to the fall you know, when the aforementioned uh, traveler returns. And so I think they'll be okay. I just don't think they'll be sort of immediately successful and enjoy the, the ridership that they did just before the pandemic. But I really do believe it'll return 
as I said earlier, starting next year. Uh, last question. Will we see new opportunity here uh, as a result of all this post-COVID-19? Will there be buying and selling? Will there be mergers? I think so, Scott. And, and I've, I've actually been talking to my students at Ryerson about this, where whenever there's a significant change like this in any industry, there are always opportunities that arise. Yeah. And I think you'll see a number of companies merge together and, and uh, or be acquired. And the acquisition may come from outside of Canada, either European or U.S. or even Asian airlines. But I think that, that that is absolutely a possibility. And I think when that happens, it'll allow for more connections, meaning more connected flights for us as travelers, which, which will further, again, provide incentive for us to return to the air travel industry. Michael Mangeris has been with us, professor at the Ted Rogers School of, uh, School of Management with Ryerson University. Uh, federal government announcing a $5.9 billion aid package for Air Canada to help the customer refunds and keep jobs in the airline uh, afloat. Michael, thanks for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Be well. Thank you, Scott, and take care. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.